this is a rich friendship this is great <laughs> no that's like wow no i just this is why this is this is why i paid for the yearly membership with you victoria this is, <laughs> i don't do that month to month shit with you like i do with my other friends i oh, i do man. i bundled for a year i saved some bones and it's already paid for itself with that cup and saucer bit god i would love i would love to monetize myself yeah you want to you want to <laughs> yeah. make this like a super follow i think i do yeah yeah I'm trying to figure out how i get up here I get down here. Hey, I would. Mm. If you were a super follow, if you were to be super followed, I would. I would super follow you. I like the idea of just being an app or like a vague program of some sort. Yeah, Victoria. Like what your app, your app would be. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to imagine how they would spell my name differently. The way like all apps do. I feel I like Victoria this. with like two eyes. At the at the end, yeah, and the there's like and they, they have the audacity to draw like a little smile under it, yeah, to give it that human touch, yeah, yeah. The tech is always desperately reaching for because no one there is human, and like the V and the A would actually look the same. Like there wouldn't be a line through the A at the end of Victoria, yeah. So the V and the A, maybe yeah. they do it where it'd be. Maybe they they try to design it so they could, you could have it. You could flip it. It could be any direction. You could like upside down. It would still read Victoria. I don't know how they would pull that off, though. Hey, Chelsea. Yeah, Victoria. You know what I need? What? I've read the fresh movie. Okay. Oh, yeah. Cool. breath of fresh movie yes yeah yeah, yeah you're li you are listening to a breath of fresh movie a podcast where we l watch a movie that neither of us has ever seen and mm -hmm. we talk about it and i'm one of your hosts victoria and i'm chelsea the Hi. other host and i just waved at chelsea as if like other people could see me waving at you audience i was waving yeah. at the audience in my mind the director of this film today in the yes. way that like she's constantly exploring facets of identity she herself she dresses herself up like in her artwork to like to assume these kinds of roles and these characters yeah. um and it's really cool um what's not cool though is her one and only foray into feature filmmaking office killer yes office killer from 1997 um yeah it's not cool. I like how we just the reality. It's this not, movie is not it's, cool. It's well, to some people, it probably is. Yeah, I feel like it's like to diehard Cindy Sherman fans, it is a, it's a piece of art. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's a work of art. It was. It's, I think you know, I definitely came in with a different expectation than what I got, and I think in the same vein as like my feelings about Jim Jarmusch movies, you know, people who who appreciate or like these i think i think there and then i think there is some overlap in some of the style in both of those in this film and in his his films plural yeah like that are like there's a there's a little bit of a pedantic quality that happens here and there there's a little bit of like hovering in the aesthetics for like just a hair past my appreciation of it mm -hmm. i think no, I, I, uh, I hear what you're saying totally yeah but that's not to say you know it's, it's also simultaneously it's like i did find some really choice moments in this movie too yeah so office killer directed by cindy sherman uh written by elise mcadam and tom kalen they wrote the screenplay but this story was kind of conceived by elise mcadam and cindy sherman the dialogue was uh worked on by todd haynes hmm. i don't know how much that helped 
but what else is, is oh uh, todd he, haynes uh he yeah. did oh okay so it's listing a whole bunch of carol the velvet underground far from heaven dark waters i'm not there a velvet gold mine yeah safe wonderstruck poison you know like he's he's definitely someone who in terms of moody movies vibey movies aesthetic movies you know there's some there's these he's got a he's got a i think it's interesting though there's a lot of talent on this film yes you know even though i'm you know we're letting you know we weren't fans necessarily but some of the other people involved evan lurie uh did the music he's one of the founding members of the lounge lizards and also john lurie's brother Mm -hmm. who i've brought up before on this podcast he was snake face in paris texas oh snap you remember that guy yeah yeah, yeah. i remember yeah. you telling me this yeah and how he's like a cool dude and yes did the theme song for late night with conan o'brien back when he was on you know nbc mm. and he's done a lot of cool stuff painting with john anyway his brother did the music for this gotcha. um uh, our cast is carol kane as doreen molly ringwald as kim alice drummond plays carol kane's mother eric bogosian is not credited but he plays the pedophile father uh, that's, Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Jeannie Triplehorn as Nora and Barbara Sokoa as Virginia Wingate, who is based essentially on Ariana Huffington, apparently. That 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 woman who's like yeah. smoking and the, yeah, as soon she's as I such said a it, caricature. Like, wow. Yeah, she's she's 100% the same character as the redhead in Gremlins 2. Or like one of the absolutely fabulous yeah. people. Like yeah. Very. That energy. Ugh like damn there's some lipstick energy in this big lips it's the walk it's the power suit and the cigarette and the big ring the glibness you know and i I love she had a uh, right away i just want to say i really liked just she had a very old-timey um like her lines felt very old time she even said that like you're long in the tooth line (laughs) i like that expression and i've heard people misuse it so yeah so much like people have have said they think it means like something went on too long and it kind of does in a way long in the tooth is like you're lying right no no see i didn't know what it meant okay that makes so much more sense she yeah could be a she i think what's unfortunate is that i I, okay i watched the trailer for this this morning Uh and they're positioning it as a comedy yeah see like that 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 that's wrong right i i don't think i thought any of it was funny except yeah. the absurdity of the boss character to everybody else initially i that got a laugh out of me and i was like is this the gonna be like how high camp is this gonna be mm. and it kind of like it didn't it doesn't take you all the way there yeah you know? I, I don't remember laughing um yeah i don't think it was i didn't see this as a funny film no really. and i think we will talk more about cindy sherman but it's important to know who she is i think to watch this movie and that's yeah. that's kind of unfair when we're the whole mission is to like go in blind right and yeah like we're trying to go in and receive it and i think it's i can appreciate what it is why it's a, a piece of a of an artist's larger i love catalog, that we've but... done this for a number of movies now we're like I appreciate its relevance yeah, and I'm grateful it, it would, to have watched but I, it. But I like, felt a little bit of that vibe again. It, I, it, it, it left me empty. I was completely unsatisfied. Yeah, like it was a disappointment for sure. It really was like, I, I didn't connect to anybody emotionally. I wanted to root for somebody. I wanted to root for like the obvious protagonist. Yeah. You would, you know, you want to root for this office but killer I, but as an anti-hero. And, but it was kind of tough because the only time I kind of felt anything for her was when you discovered that like, oh, her father was 
you know, incestuous, some, some lecherous freak, asshole, freaky like, piece of shit. And that she basically murdered him. Yeah. And like, I love a movie where a child murders somebody. Oh, yeah. I just want to make that clear. And it gives... It's like that Almodovar movie. Exactly. Um, but the same accident cripples her mother. So she's kind yeah. of living with a consequence. She's living with a punishment, a penance of some kind. But like the Almodovar movie. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. It's nuts. And it, it just doesn't... It's just so bleak. There's no corner or place where you feel warmth, like yeah. or, or kindness or or joy. You know what this made me think of, or it reminded me of, especially us talking about we didn't get to connect with the protagonist. Yeah, is in the same vein as Clifford. Although there are genuinely funny moments in Clifford, the character is just so such a bold shade of whatever was being gotten gone for. Carol King is playing like an amazing sort of like second city broad character here. But at the same time, it's also not a funny character. No, it's a very like there's some there's moments that feel absurd. Yeah. And there's like the for instance, the craziness of how her eyebrows are drawn are just like, yeah, no, like like she seems competent enough that like how why is this a choice like yeah, yeah. like i didn't feel like certain choices well, about her were justified yeah i think that has again to do a lot with cindy sherman's aesthetic mm-hmm. although i will say that those eyebrows reminded me a lot of the way in fellini movies the way sex workers eyebrows are oh, like sure. drawn, this kind of like bride of frankenstein art short it's just just up, yeah just goes up there's yeah. no down like it's, i appreciate it's, the eyebrows <laughs> on the art ladies movie and also like lena vermuller okay i mean we got to talk about cindy sherman i yeah. think to piece this apart yes. um but i do want to just quickly read some pithy reviews yes before we get into that which is here's from the new york times stephen holden a crude, laugh-free horror spoof. The San Francisco Chronicle called it an awkward goulash. The LA mm-hmm. Times said, some of this is insulting, all of it is tedious. And it currently has a 12% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So, not we're not alone. Yeah. This you isn't know. a hot take. No. <laughs> I, but by, this, by the same token, it's just, it's frustrating that this could... I don't want to say it had good bones. I say that for, I say a movie has good bones when like the pieces, there's really genuinely great pieces and it just feels assembled weird. This is not, this was assembled intentionally, but I did not. I just, I, it, 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 I didn't it has like a it. plot. It has a story. It has a beginning, a middle and end. And yet I just, nothing awoke inside me. I don't understand how she's suddenly able to do her makeup right. you know for all my my like i you know i get the aesthetic things and all that but suddenly she she knew to get that because she she went through a transformation she has this like personality disorder but then she's gonna take some of the body parts with her and she just she just chose this makeover and we never got to see her have some sort of transformation of like self-discovery and no one else at the office was honestly so unlikable that i rooted for their deaths and i rooted for her to just upend everybody that was tying her down i mean i think the only reason i wanted to see people die was just because i was bored you know like at that point you're like oh what's she gonna do now i knew what the premise was so i was kind of like i did feel like not that the her coworkers deserve to die they don't but like you was, you get a sense they're gonna but, get but off. But I didn't care that they were gonna die either. I we felt like we spent way too much way too much time with them for oh, that way, being the case. Way too no, you're right. You we, know what I, I mean? Probably, yeah. And then putting people that are like kind of recognizable, like yeah. at least in the sake for the in the instance yeah. of like Molly Ringwald. It's I like mean, I'm, so it's a really loose narrative. It's not. It, it's 
our story is essentially we begin discovering that the, uh, the only, okay the only thing that's funny to me and it's mm-hmm. not like a ha ha it's just a huh is that the magazine that they all work for is called constant consumer Mm-hmm. it's like literally the closest thing to a joke in the whole it's movie. very spot on and like it's like if she had just made bigger swings with that kind that level of camp that would have been better it would have yeah, been better absolutely. and also it was pacing Funny. pacing man uh, yeah <laughs> it just i mean we agreed this movie is 80 minutes long and it felt it just dragged yeah it dragged and dragged and dragged and she's such a weird combination of like gacy with the way she saves the bodies yeah see there's like what is the intention i guess it almost seemed like it's like she's going to start a new office life in the basement is what was implied but then she but no she decided she's gonna light it on fire and just yeah drive off to the next job and now with her computer skills intact and everything because okay so that's i think okay here's my theory right now is like i think the whole reason this movie got like pulled into the, the collection and renewed or whatever streamed again is purely because the whole premise is about having people work from home. Mm. That's and interesting. And it's that's like, an interesting connection you made because I just didn't think it's about in it. In the log terms. line. And like one of the pieces I read in doing the research for this mm-hmm. kind of was referencing, there's some line about, you know, people miss being in inside or talking with people i I don't know actually i love working from home yeah so i'm like i i will kill if you make me go back i don't don't, i I don't know i i don't know anything of the office versus non no it's fine but but this whole thing is all about like okay they're downsizing and the people who were been working at this company doing nothing wrong are are getting possibly axed they're Mm -hmm. waiting to find out or something which suddenly made a lot of those characters sympathetic because we're watching them potentially get terminated so so right now they're turning into underdogs and now it's like well i kind of don't yeah i don't know who it was described as like this movie that like okay you have these people that you hate working with you're downsizing you want to keep your job Oh, what a fun, campy, like murder plot that is. Yeah. And could have been. And, you know, I, I logically followed it when I read the log line. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. This sounds like, you know, kind of dark fun. Like, Maybe not full blown Psycho Beach no, party, but, but like in that yeah. same capacity of like, I, when I'm thinking of like a campy murder movie, yeah. I think in like, of, of, I thought for sure we would, we would unquestionably love our, uh, I don't know. I don't want, but Carol King, she does comedy. She is I mean, a comedian. She's she, got a funny, you know, voice like, she's inherently funny to look mean? at I even okay um I'm i don't tr- know i tried doing it earlier and i was like oh, okay yeah in every office you have there's one thing the number one thing is get the job done That's, something yeah. something she's got almost like a little bit of a harley quill like a older little bit version. it's not quite as yeah. new i'm doing i'm doing too no. much and but she's like it I was know. very read from a script type of voice yeah i'm thinking of her voice in jawbreaker when she's like yeah i do not appreciate a prank at a time like this <laughs> I just think of her in like Kimmy Schmidt too, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. She's I forgot so she's in that show too. Well, I mean, that's yeah. like she's that's, so much stuff. That's like recent, you know. Yeah, um, no, it's like yeah. I hadn't remembered what she was. But she, yeah, she's an iconic character actress who has a wheelhouse, and you would think, and and to and she to can, a point, she, she, she do does more. this competently as she a could do like so much more. But yeah, like it's almost like they didn't let her There's get no to be funny. There was a weird, unfunny. It's like, like it's like when a it's like when Robin Williams it was did too that. serious when Robin Williams did that uh, 
one hour photo i haven't know. seen that okay i haven't well, seen it. i need to watch it do you, it, you feel know, that way about that performance just so like it, there's this thing that happens sometimes where it's like they want to it felt like a movie where like oh you're, it's just your opportunity to take a more dramatic turn and like get away more maybe from that like of... play a darker character against type a little bit yeah but i, I just feel like she is very muted in this it, she's, it, yeah i, I mean and she, the she palette takes, is muted literally it's, like it and has, it's unfortunate it takes away f- it's you know like, it's like a cindy sherman she should have collapsed lo- with john waters <laughs> you know what's funny is like one of the interviews of her i found was with john waters he's, oh really so he's definitely a fan of yeah hers. yeah she's been working for four decades and she explores identity visual and cultural codes of art celebrity gender and like photography Mm -hmm. and one of the things her the pieces that she's most well known for the show the collection she's most well known for were like these very deliberate kind of inspired by hollywood b movies and exploring the different kind of archetypes that women could be you know like the jaded seductress the unhappy housewife the jilted lover um and these things are really reminiscent of she, she would dress herself up in these photos and create the settings and then photograph it to evoke kind of, you know, they had like an Italian neorealist vibe or a noir vibe, but she was always playing at these different archetypes of people. Mm-hmm. And so in a way, like I'm looking at this movie and thinking about how the office and the power of costume and dressing for the job you want and all yeah. that kind of shit, like it, it does, there is something appropriate about Cindy Sherman going in and kind of we have this incredibly mousy copy editor like we're exploring that mousy woman archetype yeah Yeah. like like there were archetypes there could have been even more of that though i think it could have been bolder for sure i mean and just i was disappointed just like in the like the actual palette like the lack of color in yeah this. absolutely it was a very was like drab. lame and like the the honestly the the most color you get in the movie is surprising i felt like molly ringwald's hair yeah. was or just her vibe in general she's like a, a semi-colorful yeah. energy and granted character character wise and maybe you know i don't want to say performance wise because I, th- I think i like her I, she's a very likable person on screen yeah. but i think at least with that character she there wasn't really much she could do other than be like oh i hate her yeah and, she didn't have a God, lot to do ah uh, uh, like that the very uh like yeah it's my birthday and no one remembered like it's just every every time i see her it's a very like god you guys she's like killing everybody probably right like uh, right? that's not my impression probably no but, yeah, but i i think you're right i think she she didn't have, she didn't have a lot of choices that she could make um there's a lot of the, a lot I of these characters all, were all, all just kind of trapped in a and, box and a little probably bit. directed to be that way right yeah. i mean again i i think She's bringing a photographic sensibility to film, which you think would work really well, but yeah. it's like it's it is missing this component of I think the story is just flaccid. I don't, I, I just don't like if it was gonna be more care. of a legit serious type movie. There were moments that were genuinely like like eerie. You know, for instance, at the very one, the very end when you know Nora's not going to get out of there, yeah. and the camera just slowly pans. We don't even see her get axed at that point. They had that had a very that had an eerie. I liked that choice. Mm-hmm. You know that we get to, we have to be slowly turned away. Yeah, because this is like I don't know, full of like you can't even watch this. Yeah. Like it's you know, 
I even like those title credits. Those were the, you know, there was yeah. a vibe evoked that felt very no, kind I, of self-serious. In yeah. A way. I was very excited by the titles There are these beautiful projections of the names over the keys of the office computer and the screen. And yeah. it was just like, Oh, this is very interesting and very cool and very appropriate for this woman who again has been a career photographer. Um, just like a few notes about Cindy Sherman, the youngest of five, born in mm-hmm. 1954 in Glenridge, New Jersey. Her father was an engineer and her mother taught reading to children with learning difficulties. Mm. That was the most information I could find about that. I don't know quite what that means, but I always think it's interesting to think about the professions that yeah. people grew up you know, in their house. This is a quote from her. I'm trying to make other people recognize something of themselves rather than me. Mm. She studied visual arts at Buffalo State College and she began as a painter, but found it really limiting and moved into photography. She actually technically failed her first photo class, but persisted. And I just like that. I love that. I I love that about her. And you know what? I also just love, too, that she like made a bad movie. Yeah. Like in a way, yeah. it's like I, totally. I I respect that something. I wish like I made a bad movie out there and open and ba- yeah, no, like you know, for all the oh, I didn't care for it, I didn't like oh, it's oh, not good. It but was I would love panned. to have been made this. But yeah. how? Yeah, I would have loved to have been made this. <laughs> I would have loved to have been made this. <laughs> I'm not you. allowed to cut that. Okay. And like respect for throwing spaghetti against the wall first and foremost. Like I totally yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have respect for anybody who's just doing it. Yeah, and her um I didn't didn't get good information beyond this, but she's considered part of wasn't it the pictures generation, which was I guess a group of artists, a lot of photographers who were responding to the mass media landscape with humor and criticism. Mm-hmm. And so she's part of this group, uh Louise Lawler Robert Longo. I don't know these names. These are things I had to look up. So I, but these are people, Laurie Simmons is another one. Um, these are artists who were all part of that kind of school and that mm-hmm. movement. The really key work of Cindy Sherman's, her best known work is called Untitled Film Stills, which she created from 1977 to 1980. And it's, they're all references to mid-century B-movies. They're a series of 69 black and white photographs. Um, she had no titles on any of the images. Mm-hmm. Uh, she really wanted to preserve their ambiguity, which I thought that was interesting. I do respect that, although by the same token for us to not to to search them and appreciate them, they do have an associated title with that untitled. It's true. Like Untitled 77, for instance. Well, that's like... like- you know how Emily Dickinson didn't title her poems, so but we they have just to. Take, they take the first line of them, yeah, you know, or whatever. Yeah, like, well, fuck you, Emily. I'm like, there's a part of me that's just kind of like, are you? Yeah. you're actually not choosing titles. The difference between, say, having an exhibition where mm. you're like, no, no title cards. That's yeah. very like, okay, cool. You know, like, fuck yeah. you. We're not gonna, you know, label it. But you do probably have a system for keeping track of all this yeah, shit. Like if, like, this come was on. A, if these were up in a museum, they would probably they would number them, have them. At the very least. It, at this point, yeah. like the the main image, the, mm-hmm. like one of the more iconic images, it would have untitled number 77 yeah, totally. printed above its description. Absolutely. Probably. Yeah, exactly. Um, but these photos and her work in general often serve as a flashpoint for conversations around feminism, postmodernism, representation. Um, I'm sorry I got so nitpicky about the titles. I don't no, know why I'm like no, no. that. It's okay. It's the coffee and the weed. It's all good. She has also done other themes, not just, you know, I mean, that that B-movie series, again, is sort of her best-known work, but she went on to do other things like um, historical portraits, mm. which I think is really cool, uh, centerfolds, society portraits. I read somewhere that she's saying like, oh, I just kind of wish every day was Halloween, and I just wanted to dress up as different people That's every day. That's very fun. I know, right? That's very fun. Um, also, she doesn't make any attempt to hide 
her transformation efforts. Like that's what's really interesting is like the wigs are slipping off. Mm -hmm. Prosthetics are peeling away. Um, There's poorly blended makeup. She is trying to highlight the artificiality like mm-hmm. of these things um, and the of, preparedness of, of, of yeah. or preparation process progress or... yeah and when i think about the way that um doreen is styled in this movie mm-hmm. that feels very reminiscent you know like of this you, you see the, the edges yeah and, and even the blush right it's yeah for very... all my criticism it's like yeah no, I, but I, again, I get that like but you don't know this like going in receiving this blankly mm-hmm. you don't have the benefit of all that like i mean yeah. i knew the name cindy sherman like there was a um the first time i heard it was there was a gal and i was in art school for one semester mm-hmm. and she loved cindy sherman and i i had no idea who she was and she kind of showed me some of her photos and then she was doing stuff really similar and yeah and then i i think i stumbled on it later again and just realized yeah. how fucking cool it really was like and she's portrayed glamorous women and done that kind of thing but but she's really more interested in the grotesque and like that grotesqueness is really alive in this movie and like reminds me of like Lena Vermeuler, who's this Italian filmmaker who like she would do the makeup for the women, well, not just the women, but whoever needed makeup. Um, she would do it herself uh, just mm-hmm. because she wanted it to be kind of awful. Yeah. You know, or wanted it to be particularly grotesque. And she's really interested in grotesque people and grotesque faces. And, and Cindy Sherman's similarly kind of obsessed. And there's something kind of cool about that. Like, I think about Amy Sedaris. And yeah, like she's t- more than once talked about the experience of like, going and doing a sh- photo shoot and like how do you want to look and like make me look like i got the shit beat out of me <laughs> like, yeah so she can walk around the rest of the day like with looking like she got just bruised and an arm yeah. like, and it's like she got really loved that fucking with people yeah. like and it's just i don't know there's something about um it doesn't have to just be in comedy but like i think women are so discouraged from like embracing grotesqueness yeah in any way being being crude yeah or like even as an observer or like an artist i mean it's the idea that she's trying to demonstrate there's like all these different types of violence that can happen to a body and like she did a series that were like disaster related illness related she was also coming to be a really like influential artist in the time of the aids crisis in the 80s and you know to to reject this idea of making yourself beautiful yeah to want to explore the other direction there's something really interesting about all of this i just wish <laughs> like it's not it's yeah, not evident that's what, it's all know? the more disappointing than when the movie doesn't like quite come together it's a shame like i i don't i think what bothers me is that i think if you knew nothing about cindy sherman sure. i don't know that this movie would make you more curious that's the unfortunate reality is that no i was not left you know what this movie did make me want to do though it made me want to rewatch clock watchers and may yeah because i felt like this movie if you wanted to watch a movie that had been like this and you were subsequently disappointed by what you watched i would say watch clock watchers and then watch may and i feel like those like very closely captured like tonally what i was maybe kind of craving um maybe one or the other i mean it's like one direction or the other i don't think fused together would be good and i think you know yeah. again this is where no fuse them no fuse them. i don't know there's like a two s- heads there's some <laughs> there's like a sentimentality to like clock watchers in a way but like whereas with may it's like a very like i haven't seen either of those movies i 
oh man, I wish I hadn't seen either of those movies so we could rewatch, so I could rewatch them. They're <laughs> both just lie to me. I think they're time. both just legitimately good. Okay. I know I should have just no, lied. no, it's but I already fine. talked about them like I, I knew them because I do. Well, you know, this movie made me think of two. I I was thinking about how okay now that we know Cindy Sherman's really yes. into referencing other things. Yes, I looked at this movie and I'm like, okay, I'm seeing a bit of Nine to Five. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a little bit of Working Girl. Mm-hmm. Like I'm seeing a lot of different office dramas, movies, archetypes again, and like, just trope, trope like moments. You know, the driving, driving on the freeway, and you, yeah. like a free woman with the, the uh, red car, wind blowing her hair. That felt so tacked on. It was very, it was just a very contrived only, ending that did not make sense. The only thing I liked was the detail about like must have computer skills. Yeah, you know that was like okay, that that paid off. Yeah, you know that paid off. I kind of liked that she left better and on a better path but i also didn't really connect deeply with her yeah and there was something incredibly disturbing and grotesque about like the fact that she kept those bodies in the house it didn't it didn't come together and make sense like with with may okay like i might spoil the these other movies talking about them like with may it's like she has these acquaintances work persons whatever i haven't admittedly haven't seen the movie in a while so i'm probably butchering this but like she wants like she's essentially creating like a partner at home for herself, like a love, like a, like a, a lover at home and like starts killing people for body part, like a various oh. appendages and okay. shit like that. So it's grotesque in a certain, in a certain visceral way, not unlike this movie. Cause it does have this, this movie definitely had some grotesque moments. And then simultaneously there was a drive or an under, there was a collective understanding you have uh, as a, a view between viewer and maker in that film where it's like, yeah. we both, we understand that may has an objective of, you know, she's, she's filling a void for companionship yeah. essentially. We understand and that, and she's yeah. doing it in like the crudest, like grossest way possible. But it makes, but there's a logic. Yeah. There's a logic to it, and we see her um, much. We see much more of just just scenes of her one on one with a series of characters that treat her to varying degrees of. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> they I, just treat her like whatever. No, sorry, no, just my brain farted. It's I got, fine. I'm just I'm looking at my own notes. I feel like Office Killer, if they really wanted to go for like a great comedic angle, it should have just been the stapler guy from Office Space. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just Milton from the Office Place. And it's like he burns the building down. Yeah. Does she burn, I'm gonna burn the building down? Burn the building down. But I mean, I like that also. It isn't him mm. being a killer, it's more yeah. satisfying to, yeah. to see his journey oh, I mean, that way. Is, Mil- we can't we can't start t- start talking about like a mike judge movie you yeah. know like or steven root performance because it's, it's it'd be like eating a cupcake and then trying to go back to like regular fruit you know yeah you know what i mean Absolutely. you're like i know fruit's good but damn it i just ate a cupcake i know um sorry but now i know no no it's fine like. i one thing i just a few things okay i did like one thing Jum- mm. jumbo the cat oh jumbo's great jumbo's cute jumbo's very cute I and, and, and i liked I liked that the body humor of the hand. Piss, 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 piss. I did like that, but too. it also was. I was also annoyed by that scene because I was like, "This is. Are you this movie or, or are not, you that movie?" I know. I'm with you. There. We're seeing a lot of this. Right. This Nora because, death got really dragged out and, and yeah, because it gets sad. really sad. Sad in the basement. Sad in the basement. Sad and serious in uh, a fucking weird way. And like, 
then her mother dies yeah and she the only part I, i mean this is the part that i actually was like whoa okay i think i felt something was she screams at her mother's body in this way that i'm like Oh, this is a serial killer. Like yeah. this is somebody who like this is someone who cannot they're they're totally damaged and like we're we're seeing like the raw like the Norman Bates yes, type character. Bingo. 100%. Yeah, that's because she was wounded. That's like, a um, great acting. It you really know? Was. Like, like she she did the assignment. I don't think she didn't do the assignment. No, no, everyone it, did the assignment. You know. Um I liked that. You know, I mean or it, it affected me. Mm-hmm. Um this whole like preserving the bodies in the basement was not, um, it, it felt like it was trying to be light, but it I wasn't. Like they, and so they're downsizing, but she just, she's going on this murder yeah. spree. It kind of seems like she would have maybe done that anyway. Like although, it didn't have to be about downsizing. I mean, she now was it's upset. Like, like she has that moment where the copier explodes on her and she has like kind of a, a snap. She kind of reaches her breaking point right. or something. And it's like, but then it's, I don't know. Again, it's like, I don't, I guess like with her, the fact but that like Nora, killed- like Nora rushes over and like immediately like don't like takes like it makes it all the more yeah disheartening and that-, that it's so funny one of those characters I I thought it was like Catherine Heigl because it looked oh, so right. much like her yeah you talking about the was it was it her? yeah that Nora, character, yeah yeah she does have that she did have a I little kept bit like of thinking it's like that Catherine Heigl in a yeah I'm like no she would have been like 14 but the thing is is like Nora was depicted as this um, ultimately sympathetic character yeah which you know between her and her boyfriend an office boyfriend it just makes it it it, it takes a, a very un, unfortunate type of turn yeah then in the film because yeah. you have simultaneously been rooting for her like you said i at least i myself i mean you, like you said i wasn't really rooting for anybody i also at a certain point i'm like oh let's just get this bitch in jail already all right yeah you, you're done let's get we gotta we gotta discover this and we I gotta was, get her to tap out yeah and, i was ready for it all to to move on i mean the only lesson i can really take from this is that if you're really good at your job no one can touch you yeah like because she literally gets away with killing people and which is also absurd and no one to me. will and no one will like yeah that's I mean, totally absurd so she goes out of her way to bring them home to too? bring to bring like, them all to her place and then like the mom never says anything even though the house probably smells I, of death there well like, there was that line that the emts who were like oh yeah that was oh, oh this place, place smells, smells like death, death. And yeah he's, that and guy. he's like probably got another one in there like probably another in like the a little emt humor you know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like no she really does i, I want to see a whole movie of this emt guy just reacting to the crazy that's what i the want crazy too. scenes just, god there's so many i remember i like, like that emt guy it's fun a fun podcast honestly would be called left turns and yeah. you would you would somewhere in the first 20 minutes or whatever of a movie you decide to follow someone else yeah because you know how bad the movie's gonna be i think it'd be really funny <laughs> like uh oh, yeah. twister bill paxton's wife is a doctor but not just a doctor she's like a fertility specialist therapist she seems like a very interesting character she makes dreams come true yeah and like he's like oh she's some doctor uh, and like he <laughs> wasn't that's a great bill paxton i just want helen hunt back <laughs> like, it's it's just, a, that was great it's, and it's like 
this woman is a uh, she has more education than anybody else yeah um, and she's agreed to go on your little redneck tour of let's go chase twisters like she's like going out of her way to try to like no and then this blonde like queen bee woman who's surrounded by nerds of course and she's, she's like going out of i didn't like helen hunt's character in that too because they made she, she was very just deliberately like acting like an asshole yeah. like, but she's like, i was sympathizing with the city lady oh no yeah uh, they take her to this place with the steak and the stuff and she like can't even eat it i think she's like a vegetarian or something isn't i mean she? they I just remember. they make her this like the movie acts so harshly it makes so many moves against her and i'm just yeah. like i'm watching it like i i fuck the twisters i want to know about this woman so I mean, that would be a, like a, a stupid funny niche character yeah. to explore like the woman from twister oh my god please because she's played by um like a character actress that I swear you've seen in like a dozen things and yeah. she's great. Like she's like sort of got a little bit of a Terry Hatcher quality, but she's, I think it would be like maybe more like a, like a kind of sketch show almost like, I love the idea like of pitch, like if there were different pitch. characters like that, like, like there's her, I just thought of like the, like the thinking about like the stepmom from the parent trap. Yeah. Like, these like sidelined women start yeah. paying attention I don't have anything else to say about this. I don't. Do I was, was there like a specific like scene that I don't know. That we I were, liked. Like, like I watched this yesterday. Death. I watched this yesterday and I, I can barely remember it. Like I just, you know, it was hard maybe to stay invested drugs, early on. I was just like already getting bored. I was like 15 minutes in and I and was it's just not like, like it wasted is... time at the beginning. I mean, no. it started with like everyone's being laid off. Today's the day. Like, and yeah, but I even mean, that was confusing to me because I'm like, they were laid off, but they were working from home fired or not. Or is they it were talking about how they're, they're getting going to be fired. Yeah. Like they're going to get turned into basically just that they were all getting demoted to part-time it wasn't even that they yeah. were getting fired it was okay. just that their their um uh, everything was being cut. hours and benefits were going to get reduced so okay i mean i don't right. know i, I just mean, didn't it, it, even that was just kind of hazy and and again like none of this would matter if this was something that played at an art gallery right you know because then you'd just be like oh this is a Sh cindy sherman's only film yeah but it it kind of shouldn't be out there playing with it should, just should be out there it should be just hide this just, is a movie that's hide. a soft pale child you want to keep inside <laughs> from other things exactly it, it shouldn't be out there oh, do, the we don't feed him rich foods no no he's only allowed to have plant-based milks yes you know like yes um this is a kid who can't play with the other kids yes because it's not exactly a, he's just kid. He's a little he's a little weaker a little weaker than the other children <laughs> yeah he's got the croup <laughs> no um yeah i think again just the fact that it was like right away it's we're seeing these other office workers who are like disgruntled and kind of getting yeah. fucked over it's like what you want to see is like solidarity which is why something yeah. like clock watchers it's like oh those girls pal like the you see people kind of forming bonds in this like kind of negative frustrating monotonous yeah. work environment or do you watch instead something like office space where they collectively are like like you, you have a handful of people that are starting to be like fuck the system in some way yeah. and you start rooting for them as underdogs or is it like you treat like if you want just the one office worker to be alienated it's got to be like full-on joker where it's like the world against them you I know, know. Like, I, I agree i think there was like a whole mixture of things here and you know i'm with you in that like yeah i, I couldn't quite a hundred percent get behind her 
Like, yeah. You know, there wasn't like enough. And it's so funny how office it's space. It's like, well, everybody's pissed off, yeah. lady. You're not the only person getting fucked over. Like, yeah. It's so funny you bring up office space because, I mean, it's, I really feel like that movie, it, it's kind of, it, it's, I mean, it's perfect. Yeah. You know? it's I mean, for a lack of a better movie. word, but. It feels like it distilled that that it's I don't want to say it's the final word on office culture. It's not, but it's, it's, it's close. I haven't seen anything top it. You know, I think is how I feel. That's just my opinion. It's not but. just like trope. Like it's still quotable. Even oh, it even like like you know it's like you think about people who get sick of like Borat or people who get sick of austin powers uh or whatever but like this is something you know so you could say a quote from it and i'll still yeah. be delighted uh, i told those fudge packers i like michael bolton <laughs> <laughs> exactly um no I, I think what i like is that ever it's like great. the three main characters are all the straight men like they they make all the absurd people the people around them yeah like, you know what i mean like it's kind of a and i mean that movie is like when i think about it it's so absurd but it doesn't bother me that it's absurd. Like it earns it, and it's only kind of absurd. Like, oh, with with uh, office space. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like, its absurdity is still a grounded it, it's, absurdity. It's like it's got a consistent tone about it. You know. Yeah. Like I mean, just the corporate accounts and payable speaking. Just a moment. Like yeah. that that soundscape that feeling of being trapped with people i thought that's what this movie was gonna yeah, be like i thought this was gonna be about those people that you can't stand and that you would kill you know i yes. thought this was gonna vindicate all the quiet mousy good workers no out this there. put a bad name uh this gave this gave uh the, the quiet weird person at work a bad name and then she like bad sort rap. of butterfly blossoms into something she was she doesn't even she, stay we didn't that even, way we didn't so get like that was not justified didn't actually that, validate that it was a, it. A, tra- a transformation like the only yeah. thing like not unless you were making it about how all of these people were holding her back from her full potential in but some way. But they weren't. She was a nepotism hired, been at the company for fourteen years. Like yeah, so she was. literally was the problem. Yeah, and so like, and I also get out of here. I, lady. Just thinking about it now, that ending where she suddenly has a different look. I think that's like how Cindy Sherman kind of gets out of the end of a movie, right? It's just mm. change clothes like new piece you know yeah. like and that's not to dismiss it i just think like that seems like a solution to her just just change her clothes give yeah. her a new wig give her a new look okay now yeah. it's done it's an ending yeah you know? like it, and it i don't it's a choice i i just but again this movie just didn't and satisfy she takes me all those little body parts in her little bag like uh, souvenirs why? for some reason why, why? and i what is why why did she need a re- like on one hand i was that like was, oh she there was, was no establishment it was like was it because you're lonely is that it yeah is it like a dahmer thing you it didn't, know yeah it didn't quite because i didn't think of her as being so lonely that so i mean she seemed to really loathe the people she worked with yeah. it's like okay you can so why of, is she hanging out with them or she what she was like was she, she's trying to fix them like she's trying to take some nails off the boss like you type i can't i can't type with those or yeah, whatever it's, it's like weird because he was such an asshole to her it's like why would you do anything it was very anticlimactic that the yeah. very first death was not even it was an accident it was just an accident based thing and she just that, took him home anyway and like i'm like, like oh is this going to be one of those things where she keeps accidentally like yeah bumping into people who die or whatever I wasn't she's sure it's so funny how often we need like if there's going to be multiple murders mm-hmm. it's so that's like a, a i feel like that's a very normal instinct to make the first one an accident sure so that like 
you didn't, it's not premeditated, but you got the taste for it and you're not suffering consequences. But she didn't even like, actually, he put a fucking wrench in the, the. Yeah. But he like spooked her and she hit the thing and it, no, it wasn't her fault at all. Sure. But she didn't like the guy. I mean, there was that moment where she's about ready to call 911. Mm-hmm. Well, she has called 911, but then she just hangs up because, mm-hmm. you know, clearly she's like, oh, I don't like you. She even says like, you're not a very nice man. Yeah. That, you're not, you're a, very, not a very, very nice man. man. Yeah. Like, I gotta work on my accents. Yeah, I can't. I, I yeah. It's, I gotta. It's I okay. gotta work on my my Carol Kane. Carol Kane. I can hear her in my head like clear as day, but I just can't make my mouth do that. Yeah. <laughs> she had that one scene in Seinfeld. Yeah. Where she got hit in the head with pocket organizer or whatever, like the lanes I and mean, whatever the point is it gets thrown out of a limousine it hits this woman in the head and the first name that comes up is jerry seinfeld and so she contacts him but she's like there i am walking down fifth avenue yeah. this thing just flies out of the air and hits me in the head underutilized in this movie yeah like her her full comedic potential was just not really tapped into oh no, not at all yeah yeah, and that de- the finding the mom dead seems like a very serious acting That was such moment. a serious moment. Like, overwhelming. Like, I'm like, this is, nor- like, no, seriously, Norman Bates stuff. Yeah. Like, that That was, I'm like, she, is she going to keep mom? She, she she disposes of her mom. Alice Drummond is, is the woman who plays her mother. She's pretty great. She's often playing dotty old women, mm-hmm. um, which tells me she's probably, like, not dotty yeah <laughs> that she's probably actually very in control uh to be able to do that but yeah. i'm trying to think you know, she's well she's one of those very familiar fate like if you look look up alice drama and you'll be like oh okay her like she may have been oh she's the librarian in ghostbusters ah Sorry. Yeah, she's no a, that's great that's a big one that's a big one Lots she's of in she's in a bunch of stuff she's in ace ventura as mrs finkel that's um, right that's right she's in iq as dinner guest i don't know uh, i didn't i don't know if i'd seen this i've seen oh i loved not. that <laughs> oh and i think office killer did come out after um clock, clock watchers Watchers, which makes me wonder if this if this if movie had been inspired by clock watchers maybe in some way i mean i think it very much is inspired. oh wait no like, sorry they came out the same year fuck but i fucked I th- up i do think though regardless Ooh. of whether it was an influence or not i think every movie about office life is kind of being referenced and when does when did office all these office movies came out around the same time i think we had a lot of millennial anxiety yeah you know, we were heading toward office the, space 99 yeah uh actually the other movie was 98 clock watchers yeah. and this was 97 and you know that's something too that um similar to that Almodovar film we watched earlier um there was a lot of this movie definitely made me um kind of like weird nostalgic for certain analog things like i don't know the office was still yeah. very much like typed and slips and um i i don't know it's a bygone era of mon- of mundane work yeah like i wrote something down specifically about that like okay like there's a lot of focus in this on objects hands manipulating objects tools knobs you know they had light tables they yeah were just like it was a lot of like pre like it's it's very much about the tension of moving into this computing right they're moving out of this and going into computers and there's so much more that could have been explored there too oh, so much more. shame and i know I'm, and also speaking of shame look at what a great poster that is you know like that's a fun like it's, i just right. pulled i pulled it up on on wikipedia i'm looking at it. it's i mean i would i would have put carol kane in the center and not molly ringwald in the center so i know she's it, got it's a bigger, just that, like she's the big name 
you know, I get, I get that to a point, but then it's also like, well, well you're going to be disappointed now. if you came yeah. to see this movie for her because she yeah. doesn't have a whole hell of a lot to do or say. Except she had a really funny, like, extremely expositional line at the yeah. bar when she's like, oh, I hate that. She's a blah, 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 freaking. Oh, and her not so subtle crush. Like, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. That oh, was, you yeah. know. Yeah. And every, like, there were some everybody's doing everybody and i don't know it was messy yeah it was a yeah i like everybody doing each other it's like if they I'm, played up kind of the camp of how it seems like everybody's just having this fucking frat just, party and she's felt, in the corner everything felt dingy and like mildly sleazy and just sort of like I don't know. I just, I came away feeling. Think she's going to go to another office and work too. I she, guess. She wants to keep being in that environment. I don't know. Presumably to repeat the cycle. Um, I don't know. But uh, I, I don't, dear listener, uh, you know, you can watch this, but I yeah. don't. Uh, we did it for you. This pod is going to be longer than the movie was. <laughs> oh my God. When I went to see Eyes Wide Shut last night, yeah. there was some kind of a Amber Alert or something. And it just like went around the theater. All the people who had turned their phones. Oh my god! It was kind of genius. That's really funny, actually, especially (laughs) in that movie. And do you that? It was like you just saw all these like heads shifting. Oh my god! (laughs) It was kind of great. I'm like, I'm really glad I'm not super reverential of this movie. You know. Thank you for listening to A Breath of Fresh Movie. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Fresh Movie Pod. You can email us, we actually prefer that, at A Breath of Fresh Movie at gmail.com.